listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 67, where we will be discussing chapter 8 of not Red Scrolls of Magic, but Clockwork Angel. <laughs> I, I don't think That's this is called one. Speed of Fire. I'm pretty sure this is called something It's called Camille. Else. It's called Camille. <laughs> Camille. Camille. Yeah. Wow, we're just really getting off to a great start. I was like, uh, I was thinking, I was like, that's a weird name for this chapter. (laughs) Oh, Lord. By the way, I'm Kristen. I'm Robin. And I'm Amanda. (laughs) Bro, the, the, the pandemic fatigue is real. Yep. It's like we we hit that year mark and it just all went downhill from there. I don't remember the last time I put on pants. (laughs) I do it once a week. Remember, they're called owie pants. (laughs) (laughs) That's what William calls it. Do you want to wear jeans? No, those are owie pants. I'm like, I feel you. Yeah. (laughs) Damn straight. For sure. How has your guys' this week been? Have you been good? Yeah. Tired. Yep. Mm-hmm. Tired. I found, I realized something today that um, for two years of my son's life, which he is too, I felt so bad that he had to be rear facing and his little feet were always scrunched up and we always felt so bad. So right after he turned two, my husband was like, he's tall enough, everything, he weighs enough, let's turn him around. So we did. And um, now he just like pulls his feet up into the seat (laughs) (laughs) or he'll spread his legs all the way out and put his feet like he's doing um, the splits so he doesn't actually need the leg space and now I'm just like I could turn you around and make you safe again (laughs) (laughs) I realized that today that's all I just I learned something today bad for him (laughs) that's funny he's like no I liked it like this the whole time thanks <laughs> I'm cozy. <laughs> what about you, Robin? Um, she's just like she's rubbing her chin like Marlon Brando in The Godfather. She's like, I don't know. Oh, and I do have like a really like square olive face right now. So, um, lots. Did you say what? square? Yeah, olive? like the bottom what? square. I don't know. Oval is what I meant to say, but it came out as olive. Oh. <laughs> Same thing. Same thing. Oh. No, I did lots of work, lots of stressing, lots of everything. It's just as, what is it? It's another day in the life. Yeah. Yes. Living the dream, uh-huh. man. Living the dream. I got a new windshield. Oh, why? Finally. Well, because it, it's had a crack in it for like three and a half years. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm cheap. <laughs> I really like that Yeti. you and I are both rocking like old cars. I'm down with it. I love my car. I don't need a new car. Stop it. Okay. <laughs> so the reason Jason, well, Jason says that every time and anything is needed for my car, like an oil change or a headlight or whatever. And yes, my car has some gremlins. Okay. <laughs> but it's an old car. Okay. We were watching, <laughs> we were watching Mighty Ducks today. The new one? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. And this guy like gets in this character's car and it's like a beat up truck. And he's like, he's like, oh no, that sticks there to keep the glove box closed. And, like, you know, <laughs> like explaining his car. And that's kind of how I turned to Jason. I was like, that's like me with my car. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I can't use the key fob to lock the doors. I can use it to unlock the doors. But I can't use it to lock the doors because then my horn won't work and my car won't go in reverse. <laughs> That's crazy. Have you changed the battery? <laughs> How did you figure that out? Uh, you- yeah, yeah, no, yo, no. <laughs> so what happens is when I use my key fob to lock my doors, it blows the fuse that goes to both my apparently reverse and my weird. Horn. <laughs> the horn cool, but reverse? That's weird. <laughs> And it's, but it's like only once I put it in park, like I can't get it back out. <laughs> I would hope you're not using the key fob to lock it when you're not in park. <laughs> well, you know, you know what I mean? I love it. <laughs> that is great. 
That's great. My dryer has a latch lock on it because mm-hmm. the the hinge is broken. So you literally, it's like when you are going through someone's outdoor gate, you have to lock the dryer door closed so that it stays closed and works. It's a great dryer, but the latch bro- or the hinge broke. So that's what we do. You know, we have to explain it to people that do laundry, you know, yep. just yeah. in case, you know, when we have guests or whatever. Yeah, no, my, my car is like a that's whole great. thing. And then last week I was driving down the freeway and the car in front of me like swerved and I didn't have a chance to swerve. And I hit the, um, you know how on semis, how they have like the strip tires and how they like come off sometimes. Uh-huh. It was like a strip of tire rubber. <gasps> I accidentally hit it going like 75. Oh my gosh. And it literally punched out my fog light. <laughs> like it's just gone. It's That's just a hole terrifying. where my fog light was. Wow. It was fine. Oh it's my fine. gosh. <laughs> it's all it's fine. Good. Everything's yeah. fine. Yeah, I have a new windshield, so it's fine. Oh my car's gosh. basically good as new. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you can see everything fine, so you're good. Yeah. And oh, I and I awesome. even I even picked up the garbage on the passenger side floor before the glass guy came and replaced my glass. Good for you. That was very yeah. nice of you. Uh, right? <laughs> yeah. Um my Omar started my Omar. Omar started taking my car to work because he has a truck, and I have a mm-hmm. Kia Soul. And um, since I'm working from home now, instead of using up the gas and more, so he's taking my car, and right. I am a very, I would say like between a one and a five housekeeping, a five being Amanda, <laughs> a one being Kristen. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd say I'm like maybe a three and a half or a four, but I am yeah. a trash mm-hmm. monger in my car. It is a garbage heap. <laughs> it is n- no thanks. So now that he's been driving it, he's cleaning it every week for me because he doesn't want to drive Ooh. in it. So it's a W. <laughs> Jason won't drive my car unless he cleans it too. Yep. Yeah. And then I get the, like, yeah. the no. excuse. I'm just like, you don't have the kids in your car. And he's like, the kids? The kids had this giant McDonald's soda. Yes. Yes, they did. In the front seat. In the front seat. Yep. This is their jacket. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Their candy wrappers all over the front. Yeah. Yeah. They like Mambas. <laughs> that was And me. Dutch Bros. Coffee. You don't know? We were we were in the car because we use her car for work once a week. And we were eating Mambas. And I was like trying to find figure out where to put them so I didn't forget to take them out. She's like, it's fine. My husband, Omar, will clean the car. It's fine. Omar can deal with it. <laughs> so nice. Yep. Oh my god, I love it. Uh, yes. Awesome. I love it. <laughs> Amanda oh has a well a uh just so you know, before we go, Amanda uh, literally has a trash can for her car that she uses right? <laughs> and empties yeah. like daily. <laughs> Not daily. And it smells good. <laughs> Weekly. And there's no dust. <laughs> Dude. Okay. Tiny sidebar. I noticed a weird smell in my car today. <laughs> Speaking of. <laughs> yeah. It never smelled before. But then, like, I think taking out the garbage, like, stirred something Dude, up. Dude, there might have been something on your floorboard that was covered. Amanda said her mom's <laughs> car literally grew a plant off the floorboard. I did. It did. It was like a 1992 Mustang and there oh must have God. been a leak or something in it. And it started growing a plant in the, in the, um, mat. And she just left it there. It was like two inches tall. She was Dude, just like, yeah, that's I my would plant. Too. I would too. <laughs> I'm oh. just finding out that Terry was my soulmate. Yep. Like, <laughs> She's like, I'm a forest witch. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need, oh. I need to like do like a macrame like crystal holder to like hang from my my mirror. I have her crystals here at my house. They're downstairs. Omar tried to take down my stuff because I have <laughs> in my windshield. I have a flower Adriana made me, and I have a dream catcher that my grandma, and then I have a TARDIS hanging. Mm-hmm. And he's trying. I could see him trying to take it off before of he takes it to work, and I was like, look. <laughs> 
He, they're a part of the car. Well, he took. You're driving a Kia Soul. No one, no one cares. He took anymore. off my okay. lanyard, my Beetlejuice lanyard, and left it on the oh. table because I know he's embarrassed. And I was like, you can't take down my rearview mirror every time you drive. I'm sorry. You just got to deal with it. I know. I have my Comic Con lanyard and then like a clay necklace thing that Bryn made me when she was in kindergarten. Yep. I I have a mirror so I can see my kid. (laughs) Now I'm going to add a macrame crystal to it because you pick out the responsible adult. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'll pick out a good crystal that has good uh, vibrations for you. Thank you. Great. Okay. I'm really sorry this took so long, but thanks for listening. So what, what do you guys say we cut the chit chat and kick things off with Robin's recap? Previously on Downworlder Dish. Sophie leads Tessa down to Henry's laboratory, where he and Charlotte are waiting to show her a filleted Miranda, who turns out is a (laughs) steampunk cosplay fantasy, or rather, a robot. Charlotte tells Tessa the mostly truth about what happened at Mortmains, and reveals Miranda's dark, literally, origins. Her parts are made out of cogs from the Magister (laughs) de Quincy, and dead mundane bits from the Dark Sisters' murder factory. The ladies make their way up to supper and find an agitated Jessamine who's demanding that Charlotte do something about that hooligan, William Herondale. We find out that the shenanigans are nothing more than Will trying to fix a light in the dining room. Henry enters and uses his phosphor, which turns out is actually a deluminator, and snuffs out all the lights, which makes Will fall. <laughs> Dinner, not unlike at my house, is a chorus of whining, which comes to a crescendo when Charlotte leaves and returns, telling Tessa that she has an interview with a vampire. Ooh, beautiful. What? I was going to say, did you know I don't have to do that in one breath? Because <laughs> I'm always like, <laughs> towards the end. Interview with a vampire. Vampire. Oh, my God. <clears throat> <All right. laughs> it just makes me think of that Chumbawamba song that everybody, you try to sing. And it's all, Pissing she takes a whiskey them. drink, she drinks a vodka <laughs> drink. And then you got to try to do the whole thing. And, or Bare Naked Ladies. What was that one song? <laughs> anyway. No, yeah, you're you're talking about Chumbawamba, right? Yeah, and then there's, there's the bare naked ladies one that was away. really, um, what was that one song? Dang it! Oh, you and me, baby. No, that's the Bloodhound Gang, that sister. That's a Bloodhound Gang. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> the only th- bare naked ladies <laughs> songs I can think of are "It's All Been Done," woohoo! Oh yeah, and that's then a good um, one. the one that was like, "If I had a million dollars." Now I have to. You Google absolutely it. have to Google it. Absolutely. Ab, ab, absolutely absolutely oh my god it's okay now i think it's i think it's one week but yep, i can't that's remember it. what they yep. say anyway yeah one week yep, yep. yeah and you just feel it's like you have to sing the whole thing in one song yeah that's what yeah. it is mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. that's it that was my point thanks that was a huge <laughs> sidebar Thanks, guys. It was going to drive everybody crazy. <laughs> that was like a roundabout. It was like, look, kids, Big Ben, Parliament. <laughs> oh, geez. So Tessa's hurrying to keep pace with Energizer Charlotte when Will and Jem catch up, flanking her on either side. The golden trio is complete. Mm. <laughs> so Will's like, hey, girl, you didn't think we were going to let you go to your interview with the vampire alone, did you? Like, And I totally, in my head envision him as like ryan gosling like saying this like hey girl, hey girl. i love those <laughs> they make you feel special they brighten your oh, day i like he's it. my jam yeah <laughs> so tessa rolls her eyes back to last week and is all everyone knows your and asshole yep. is what i wrote <laughs> everyone knows you're an asshole uh, but but I didn't know Jem was a founding member of the Jackass Club, too. Like, we thought he was better than that. Yeah. And Jem's just over here like, eh, I'm just here for the ride, man. Like, I just want to see I what's up. I am who I am. Yeah. He starts rapping Eminem. I am whatever you say I am. If I wasn't, then why would I say I am? Why would I say So Charlotte's pulled ahead and they're in part of a building that Tessa's never seen before. And it's creepy even for this Institute's standards. Will Will tells Tessa patience is a virtue, Miss Gray. And I like even wrote in my book like this will makes me stabby because (laughs) he does this shit and you know, he's doing it on purpose. You know, he wants to get a rise out of her. 
and Faux I show. just I don't know I don't know what it is about Herondales but they're both like kissable and punchable in equal measure yeah you know what I mean yep yeah so anywho Charlotte puts an end to their bickering um by explaining to Tessa that they're on their way to the sanctuary a part of the institute that's been deconsecrated so it can um accommodate those who for whatever reason can't step on hallowed ground i.e vamps peeps who are cursed demons if need be that kind of thing so charlotte also explains what we know from the mortal instruments that vampirism and lycanthropy are um demon diseases we knew that thanks to maya (laughs) yeah (laughs) she gave us the 411 (laughs) we got jiggy with it and you were not getting down with (laughs) i can't even down with the sickness (laughs) okay i don't care how dope his ride is listen i have to time out hold on it's been three minutes since i've talked so my jessman radar is going off (laughs) you guys need to hear her you got through three lines my turn okay so today at dinner my kid asked me what my favorite genre of music was. But she said genery, which I thought was funny because she was just reading it. And I was like, I like everything. And she's like, you do? She's like, oh, is that why your playlist on Spotify is called everything? Because <laughs> I just put literally all the songs on and I put it on shuffle. But I was like, you know, it just makes you a more involved person. And then you get to like have more song references when you do a podcast. So... It's yeah, in right. your best interest. Obviously, which you inevitably will to do. study up. I mean, we we clearly do stick to like '90s and early 2000s, though. I have to say, <laughs> regardless of the genre, the we stick part. to that timeline. Right. Yeah, <laughs> but at least they come from everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Fair that's enough. all. Fair you enough. may proceed. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you, As my you dear. Were. <laughs> So it's funny Robin just said that because the next thing I wrote is it's been five minutes since someone paid attention to Will. So So he forcibly weasels his way into the conversation. Hey. Good job, Robin. Adding demon pox to the list of demon diseases transferable to humans. I I believe that is what you call amazing. <laughs> Great Robin's typing. Robin's real name is Herondale. Yeah. <laughs> I would be a lot better looking. You're a beautiful <laughs> butterfly. You are. I bet. And your dad's name is Will, and it's a family name. So yeah, um, dude. How do you know you're not a Herondale? Right? I bet a Heron. Is your dad hunting shadows? I don't with the mullet. You know he never gives. He had cargo shorts, and he had breakaway (laughs) pants. And his inseams ginormous, so they're always like up above his ankle with his dad shoes. Oh, poor dude! But I don't think he ever had zip off cargo pants. Dang it! But I got well. No, obviously, obviously, he gave up being a hunter of shadows. When he, because he cut off his mullet and that was, it was like a Samson thing. <laughs> like gave up his power. Uh, you thought he was on night shift? No, no, no. <laughs> Different kind of night shift. All right. But Lottie's used to Will's antics and she quickly dismisses him. Tessa wants to know if vampires are damned. And if you listen closely, you can hear Simon backing City of Glass shouting, yeah, me too. <laughs> Will, Jem, and Tessa then engage in a mini theological debate about what's ha- what happens when you die. Tessa's in the heaven-hell camp, Jem's on the side of reincarnation, and Will is basically a Charles Bukowski novel in the flesh. So, <laughs> they've reached the door to the sanctuary, and Charlotte activates mom mode, saying, Whatever you believe, please don't suggest to Lady Belcourt that you think she's damned. <laughs> Like, like she has to actually mention it to these children. Well, yeah. Be, like, you know, when you're getting ready to, like, take your kids somewhere and you have to give them, like, the talk. Yep. Oh, my God. Okay. So, <laughs> we've all been in Charlotte's shoes at this point, yes. having to give the talk to our kids. But Mama Char isn't done. She gives each of them their marching orders. 
Will, you're a natural-born asshole, so keep your trap shut or get the fuck out. Jem, my dear, you're perfect in every conceivable way. You do you, boo-boo. And Tessa, try not to scream, okay? And then she just, like, opens the door without any further explanation. She's like, Tessa, don't be terrified. Like, what? Like, what is wrong with these people? These shadow hunters are, like... So fuck like they're like I expect you to be terrified in this moment, but I'm not gonna give you any more prep other than don't just stop what? it. <laughs> right, hold it in. Ooh, yep, conceal. <laughs> don't feel. The door to the sanctuary swings open, and is it just me or do all the doors in the institute swing open? <laughs> And I'm like, no door in my house just swings open when you touch it. Like, you have to, like, push it open. And I'm like, I feel like these doors would be, like, more, like, heavy duty than, like, whatever, like, construction grade crap we've got. She kicked it. We just didn't read about it. She, like, ninja kicked it open. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I can totally see little baby Charlotte doing that. Yeah. Anyways, Camille is sitting in the middle of the room in this, like, super ornate wingback chair. And I'm pretty sure I need one for my living room. Do you think they have it on Wayfair? Yes, probably. (laughs) It's $700. Right. (laughs) Plus shipping. Yeah. (laughs) Otherwise, I definitely get it. Yeah. (laughs) And it's green, right? You imagine it to be green? I don't know why. Okay. Well, because that's the best color for crushed velvet. That's and fair. It's got to yeah. be velvet, right? Okay. I was thinking yeah, like a purpley burgundy. That'd be good, mm-hmm. too. Just something like super gaudy and ornate. Yep. That yes. like, wouldn't go with anything else and that really I have dark. in my home. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. I kind of imagine the inside of the sanctuary as like a Roman museum, like with the pillars and the fountains and the artwork and like, you know what I mean? Yep. So I, I just, in my head, it's, like, all marble and very, like, sterile. Okay. Kind of. okay. I always imagine, I know it's not at all. I know this is not correct. I'm mm-hmm. prefacing that. But I always imagine it kind of like a greenhouse where it's, like, has a glass ceiling. And it's kind of, like, oh, that would be like nice. long. And um, it's, like, earthy and plants. And, like, and I know that is not right at all. But I like that better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can we change that in head canon? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Mine's like a castle. That's what I imagine. Like, it's damp and cold. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. That's interesting that we all three have different, like, mental pictures. Of and it, it was yeah. described. That's, cool. That's neat. But we're still like, mm, no. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, right. <laughs> no, I got this. Well, they said fountain, and it just made me think of, like, a That's garden, like- you know? And I was like, ooh, I bet it's, like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, yeah. That's like when, when like, a, a hero has, like, blonde hair. In my head, I automatically give him brown hair. I'm like, no, that doesn't do it for me. <laughs> Dark hair. No, wait, change that. Erase it. Yeah. Brown eyes? Uh, no, I like blue. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Just do some editing awesome. in my brain. <clears throat> so, Girl Crush is currently playing on a loop in Tessa's head as she takes in the hot vamp lady. Because she's like, I didn't know vampires could be so beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> Charlotte's all in a lather being uber polite to the Baroness, which is such a badass title. I think out of all of, like, the titles, Baroness is the best. Okay. Oh, when yeah. Amanda and I were on Skype earlier. I mean, earlier. I guess Queen would be, but. Sorry, I interrupted yes. you. Amanda and I were on Skype earlier. And um, I was reading through the chapter. And I got, what is a baroness? Explain it to me. I was too lazy to Google. Do you know? Yeah. Me? Are you asking yeah. me? Neither oh. of us knew. Yeah, yeah. It's it's basically, it's like a title, like lady or, you know, duchess or whatever. But I think it's the same level as, like, lord or lady. Or, or okay. like, close. Because then you have, like, viscount and duchess and duke and all that that go up okay is it just by birth and marriage i don't know for i think it can be bestowed upon 
Okay. Like, I, I think, like, like the royal family could, like, like the queen or could, like, be like, I'm going to title you now or whatever. Interesting. But for the most part, I think it's hereditary. A rank okay, of nobility okay. or title of honor, often hereditary in various European countries, either current or historical. The title denotes an aristocrat who ranks higher than a lord or knight, but lower than a viscount or count. It says on okay, so yeah, Wikipedia. <clears throat> so <laughs> anyway, so Charlotte's being like all nice, and she's introducing them to Camille, all but Will, of course, who apparently needs no introduction, even among downworlders. She's like, <laughs> I know you. Oh, you. <laughs> yeah, Camille spotted Will at a gambling den where he was. Um, investigating <laughs> Charlotte's like you were gambling he's like well of course I was gambling otherwise they would know that like something was up duh she's like, I had to play the part <laughs> right she's like well what about the winnings like that has to go to the clave and he's like I spent it on booze <laughs> <laughs> she's like fuck <laughs> of course you did you're a child right <laughs> <sighs> so Enough with the small talk. Let's get down to business to defeat the Magister. Camille is there for a reason, and she wants to defect. Camille was once close with De Quincey back in the day, but he must have done something to get on her shit list because she's ready to burn it all down. She's like, <laughs> it's time to fuck his shit up. <laughs> Camille starts spilling the beans and letting all of De Quincey's dirty laundry hang out. He hates shadow hunters. He's been using his little pandemonium club to line his pockets and bolster his power. And by the by, he likes to throw murder parties just to show his followers that he don't give a fuck about the clave. Murder parties. <laughs> Not to be confused with mis- murder, murder mystery parties. <laughs> Not the same. I'd like to go to one of those. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the only thing Camille can't confirm is the robots. Um, if De Quincey was using some, was into some kind of mechanical loving, she doesn't know about it. <laughs> but she does recognize, or she does know who Tessa's brother is because she did see him at the Pandemonium mm. Club. The plot thickens. Yeah, and she's like, Tessa, I can see the family resemblance, even though even by Tessa's accord, they don't look anything alike. <laughs> like weird. I always thought that was weird because, like, unless you're like super, like you really do look like your sibling most of the time you, you uh-huh. no one can fucking tell i had someone one time tell me oh hey your brother's here and i was like how did you know he's my brother well you guys have the same eyes i'm like the fuck we do <laughs> <laughs> no lies yeah <laughs> oh my gosh <clears throat> so yeah, so Camille's letting them know all the dirt on De Quincey, but she's not stupid. She knows she can't go after De Quincey directly, even though she hates him. He's too powerful. So that's why she came to the Shadowhunters when she heard about Tessa and her power. The Shadowhunters need proof to take De Quincey down. There's only one problem. He'd never let a Shadowhunter into one of his parties. Oh, damn. Oh, shit. Yeah. So Charlotte points out that Camille could go to one of De Quincey's parties and um, she could have brought a shadow hunter with her and she just like scoffs at the idea. She's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to read this section because I like it. She says, and risk my own life. Well, you're not precisely alive. Are you said, Will? I value my existence just as much as you do. Shadow hunter said lady Belcourt, narrowing her eyes, a lesson you would do well to learn. It could hardly hurt the Nephilim to cease thinking that all those who do not live exactly as they do must therefore not truly live at all. I'm like, damn, girl, burn. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> it is. It is. I like, I like that Camille is like snarky and she like engages with Will and like kind of throws it back at him. Yep. Nice. Yeah, that was great. So Jem breaks the awkward because clearly <laughs> everyone was speechless <laughs> um, by asking Camille um, what she wants with Tessa. And um, so he's like, girl, what do you do? What you doing here, girl? What you doing? <laughs> and just like that. <laughs> and Camille confirms that um, she confirms with Tessa that she can, in fact, change into like anybody. And eventually she gets around to telling her that um, Tessa should disguise herself as Camille. 
So I realized that most of the rest of this chapter, um, at least my section, she was referred to as Lady Belcourt, but Camille is such an awesome name. I'm rolling with it. Yep. So Will clarifies that Tessa could go to De Quincey's party and observe him breaking the accords, and then the shadow hunters can break in and bust him without breaking the accords. And Jem adds, he's like, yeah, that would be a really great opportunity to investigate the, auto- the automatons. <laughs> 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 so the group decides that they would need to have Henry make something that Tessa could use to alert the clave when it's time to do their bust in like the Kool-Aid man. And um, they, they also realize that it would be helpful to have a blueprint of the house. So Tessa knows where she's going. Cause if she's going to be Camille and then she's just like fumbling around, Oh, that's, that's not in the bathroom. That's a closet, you know? <laughs> so uh, Will insists on going with Tessa to protect her um, and Charlotte protests, but Camille eventually agrees with Will because De Quincey knows of Will, probably from the gambling parties, yeah. I think. Anyway, mm-hmm. gambling parties? I don't know. Anyway. They're playing Texas Hold'em. <laughs> so, Just kidding. Yeah. I like that game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, so um, Camille agrees with Will because De Quincey knows of Will and wouldn't be surprised to see him like upgrade his status to a vampy servant. Um, so <laughs> they are also known as human subjugates and Tessa remembers reading about them in the codex. So basically they're Mondays that swear to serve a specific vampire. They provide companionship and food for the, that vampire. And then in return, they get blood transfusions like of the vampire's blood. And these transfusions keep them tied to their vampire mas- master mm-hmm. as well as turn them into vampires when they die. And um, Camille explains that Will would be perfect because he's the perfect age um, since most of the subjugates are young, which Gross. I think is crazy. So, yeah, um, vampires like them um, younger ones because they look better and less likely to have a blood disease. Blech. But I just think it's crazy to be that young and, like, dedicate yourself to know you want to be a vampire. Because if you get the transfusion, uh-huh. it's going to happen, right? Yeah. But, <sighs> I mean... <clears throat> who's who's to say that that the subjugates were willing in the beginning oh yeah because okay. the the vamp blood like makes them like like starry eyed well, like remember what happened surprised. to simon where he like, kept like getting uh, called back yeah to the hotel du mort okay and he was because mm-hmm. okay i know i'm crossing fandoms here so i don't know <laughs> if this is like so, but not that vampires are like you are getting sleepy. I said vampires, by the way, <laughs> like they belong on a car yeah. anyway. But don't they have extra charisma points, basically? So they're really good at persuading, yeah, people to like just yeah. come back that with me sense. in my van and get some candy. Ooh, if it's laffy yeah. taffies, I'm down. Laffy <laughs> <laughs> taffy, banana laffy taffy is the best one. <laughs> Ugh, no, you're, you're wrong. There's something wrong with you. Why would you want that? It's just so. Ugh, I don't Why know. would anyway. you want that when you could have green? Nobody likes green. No. Nobody. What are you likes talking about? Green. But you I also lie. don't like banana. Yeah, we like banana. I don't know what red is, but that's what I want. I think it's cherry, cherry strawberry? or strawberry. Cherry. Yeah. I don't know. You like red starburst oh, though, and I'm stuff. and red skittles, and I'm not into that. So. Yep. Yeah, red's a flavor here. Make all reds. (laughs) Yeah, red's a flavor in America. In case you that's like what kind of Gatorade do you want? And then you just say red. (laughs) I don't drink Gatorade. I was like, I don't like the red one. Yeah, and he's like, it's called fruit punch. Yeah, yeah, whatever. (laughs) I don't drink Gatorade, but my family does. And I'm like, which one do you want? She's like, red. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yep. The blue one's the best, but I don't know what it's called. Yeah, glacier, blue, not the know. light blue one. No, the, the, like the regular blue one. Yeah, yeah. William used to get M and M's out of the. It tastes blue, dilly yeah. thing. I was gonna say claw machine, but it's not. You know the candy stand, and he doesn't actually like yeah. to eat sweets, so he would get it and he'd lick them and then set them down. And I was like, "Do you just like red dye forty? Like that's what you like?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> Uh, okay, so Charlotte has to check with the uh, the Enclave and wants to make sure that Tessa's cool with it, too, um, before that they can actually go through with this plan. And so Tessa's like, oh, look, I just want to know if um, Camille 
thinks that my brother will be there. And Camille says that she um, can't for sure say yes, of course, um, but she's sure that someone there will at least know something about him. And so Tessa agrees, but wants the Shadowhunters word that if Nate will be there, they will rescue him. Like if he's going to be there, we're going to take him with us. We're going to scoop him up and give him hugs. Yep. We missed you. <laughs> and so she asks um, something of Camille uh, for something of Camille's to transform into her. She must. I think she just wanted to practice. Like, have you ever? Will asked her into like if she before? had she changed into a Delmar. Yeah. Sure, you can. And she was like, "Hold Which my beer." Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Camille gives her a necklace she had been wearing, and while changing this time, so it worked. While changing this time, Tessa knew this was different. Like she felt pain in her chest. Her vision went completely red, which is crazy. And um, when she opened her eyes, something felt immediately wrong, and she fell onto a chair nearby. And it took her a moment to realize that vampires don't breathe, nor do they feel hot or cold, and they also don't have beating hearts. So that feels weird. <laughs> so she was totally freaking out, and Jem, like, crouches down and calms her down, reminding her that she's just wearing a suit of lies, but it's still her. And it's just so sweet. He's, like, stroking her hand to calm her down. Mm-hmm. Come on. He's so such cute. a babe. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but, okay, I have a question. If her heart stops, she has, like, fully become a man yeah. at this point. That's right? what I was wondering, yeah. too. Like, So, like, if she bit somebody as Camille, oh. would she turn that? I don't know. Or can she? I mean, if her heart stopped, her blood must have changed. So right. she can say, I don't know if you, huh. if I'm spoiling what you're writing in a minute, but she can say God. And um, a regular uh-huh. vampire can't. But she still has all the physical attributes. Like, I wonder, like, could she go in the sun? Could she be a daylighter? Right. right. A, a, ooh, that, those. See, these are good questions. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Um, so Jem points out that he knows it's still Tessa and that she's alive because she said the word Sorry. God. And so he knows that's you. You're fine. That that's you. Like, your soul, your soul is still there. You're the same person. Um, and Camille tells Tessa that she needs to practice being her because she would never slump in a chair like that. <laughs> Bitch, her heart just stopped. Give her a second. Yeah. <laughs> she literally just died. Yeah. <laughs> She's basically like, you need to practice how I walk and blah, blah, blah. And um, she does compliment Tessa um, and tells her that it's an impressive show and that someone must have trained her well. And Tessa's, Tessa's like, whoa, is this real? Did the, da- did the Dark Sisters really do me a favor when they trained me? <laughs> I thought they did me dirty. <laughs> uh, so Tessa slowly starts to let go of Camille and change back into herself. And I think it's interesting because we haven't seen her actually stay someone else for a long time. It only mm-hmm. seems like it's been like a minute or two, if that. So... I wonder how she knows she can control it for that long. Does she usually let right. it go herself? Does it start to kind of slip away? Like I, maybe she's just every time she does it, she can do it for longer. I just, I want to know more, but I don't think we get to really hear that. I don't know. No. So Will asks Camille again about the blueprints for the house. And she says that she'll do him one better. And oh yes, she will. She's going to give them our boy Magnus Bain. What? What? Yes. <laughs> And uh, she says that he knows the townhouse well, and he was often at these parties before there was so much murder. You know, he was just like not <laughs> cool with that. Yep. <laughs> oh, oh and, good old Magnus. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's also her lover, so it'll like look good, you know, if he's there by her side. Uh, anyway, so Camille has to go because she's getting hungry for some blood, <laughs> and she she even says it's time for me to feed, which is just weird. Like, you can't just say eat. I realize you're not actually eating, but, like, come on. Seriously? I think it was a power move. Yeah. Like, I got to feed, bitch. That's right. I'm going to remind you that I drink blood. (laughs) (laughs) Don't fuck with me. Damn it. (laughs) But I also, (laughs) like, how scandalized Tessa is when Camille like says that Magnus is her lover. She's like, (gasps) (laughs) I think even Charlotte was taken aback. She was just like, okay, well that's nice. But like, (laughs) did you just say that out loud? 
So before Camille leaves, she turns around and I imagine she says this like so sexy over her shoulder, just like before, like regardless of what you get out of this whole thing being me, you won't regret it. And I'm just like, damn, girl, you have she's I love her. I want her swagger. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and Tessa's like, uh, what do you think she meant by that? What does that mean? Be more constructive like, with your feedback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. and um so that tessa also asks charlotte like are all vampires like her and charlotte's like look they've all lived for like such a long time give them the benefit of the doubt like they don't see the state the world the same way we do they've seen it for a lo- much longer <laughs> no shit. okay i have one more question if mm-hmm. tessa turned in to a vampire would she be immortal? Like, could she just turn into, like, a vampire or, like, a, a warlock, if you will? Someone who's immortal yeah. and then she could just be immortal? Like, if her heart stopped beating and stuff? Right. I guess well, we isn't don't know. is she a warlock now? They don't know what she is. Or, like, the uh, yeah, that's fair. But, like, our best guess is warlock. Yeah. That's, I think, what they think so But she far. doesn't have a mark. Yeah. yeah. And, and she doesn't have a mark. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I guess it would depend on what she is. Because if she is a warlock, then she's already immortal and has, uh-huh. like, a moot point. But Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say what I texted you earlier. Y'all ready for this? <laughs> Space Jam. Okay, so we're plummeted. Oh, Every sorry. basketball game you've ever been to. Yep. That's why I said enter 90s yep. basketball game music here. And they're like, defense. That's the dun dun. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then somebody always has a sign with a D and then a fence. Like a picket fence. Yeah. Although that's more football for some okay. reason. They do that. I don't I don't Weird. sports, so I don't know. How how does that help <laughs> anybody? <laughs> like look, that guy brought a fence. I'm gonna play so much harder today. <laughs> it's actually the um the actor from Home Improvement. Yeah. <laughs> He's contractu- contractually obligated to go anywhere with a fence in front of his face. What's his name? He can't see anything but his eyes. What's his name? What's the neighbor's name? Uh-huh. Wilson. 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 Okay. Yeah. And on that note, we are plummeted into Will's <laughs> point of view. And he's reflecting on his laundry list of why he doesn't like vampires. The top one being the way that they smelled. Or rather, their lack of smell. And as a person that smells like garbage anytime I sweat, I gotta say, lucky. <laughs> Seriously? Like, I don't perspirate. I don't know. I just I don't smell. not smell like anything. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to not smell like anything. I don't know. I want to smell good. Yeah. I guess. But couldn't they just wear perfume? I guess. But it's on purpose, right? Yeah. I mean. So they're the ultimate predator. Anyway, Will's following Jim out of the sanctuary, leading Camille outside to make sure that she didn't accidentally wander onto consecrated ground. And his internal monologue refers to vampires and other of their ilk, which like, okay, Mr. Herondale, didn't know you felt that way. Uh Interesting word choice. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Camille passes (laughs) Jim and Will takes that moment to like go up to him to whisper like, she doesn't smell like anything. And Jim's like. <laughs> Such a weird thing to do. Yeah. Jim's like, you've been smelling her? Like, what? <laughs> Once they arrive at the next doorway, Camille's waiting there and she's like, anybody home there, butthead? You know, I can hear everything you say. And no, we don't have a smell. It makes us better predators. And as Amanda's voice in my head is still saying, two weeks later, ah, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> And Jim is like, yes, no smell and excellent hearing. <laughs> and dude has got to be so embarrassed to Will right now. Like when I go out to dinner with people who I'm not going to use their names, but as a universal term, I will say Karens. Like I know I'm going to get embarrassed this evening. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep. Oh my Camille. Gosh. Or like when, when, when you have two groups of your life meeting and then you have to warn one of the one of the groups about the other group like just like 
whatever they say, like they're gonna offend yep. you. Just try not to say yep. anything. Yep. <laughs> like- <laughs> you are going to be offended. <sighs> yep. Before Camille exits, she turns and looks at the pair of bow ties and has her moment with them both, telling Jim that he could be a vampire with his pallor and looks, and that as far as Will's concerned, she isn't worried that anyone at the party won't think he's an actual human subjugate. And Jem instantly puts on an angry face and will ask Camille why she agreed to do this and come up with like the whole plan. All of it. Give me all of the chisme. Yes. And then Will takes a moment to admire Camille's beauty, saying that a lot of vampires are beautiful, Simon Lewis included. But he always thought of them like pressed flowers, beautiful but dead. (laughs) Camille answers Will's question by saying that she was feeling guilty for sitting on the information about all the rule breaking that DeQuincy was doing. And like, I feel guilty for literally everything. And it eats me up inside until I feel like the entire inner workings of my body is literally crawling. And I can't breathe. But it's typically over something like I said something that was slightly rude or ambiguous enough that it could be misconstrued as rude. And now the conversation's over. And I don't want to <laughs> reopen the can of worms to apologize for said potential rudeness. So how can I try to find a way to strike up another conversation so I can gauge the reaction? Then decide which way to take this further. or somehow circle back around and bring it up again and then fix what you said yeah (laughs) that was great it's exactly my life basically my we are the same person all all of us Uh (laughs) my point is camille must be on a whole nother bad bitch level than i am if she could hang around with that secret for that long yeah that's what i'm saying she's got a whole nother status tier she's got like that black amex yeah. Right, <laughs> elusive. Yep. Jem, oh, on the other hand, basically tells her that she's a conniving woman who must have a personal motive in all this that is yet to unfold. Guessing that it's either love or hate, love or hatred, and Will's like, "Yeah, or revenge." Otherwise, why would you have waited so long to come forward? And then Camille says that opportunity struck because of Tessa being available. But the boys aren't buying it. And uh, Tessa is the opportunity, but the motive is something else. Tell us why you hate DeQuincy so much. And Camille bars her fangs and is like, ooh, you foolish mortal. I don't see how that's any of your concern. (laughs) And Will answers for Jim um, because they have successfully completed the Biffle mind meld ceremony. And tells her because (laughs) if she doesn't spill them, that means that they can't trust her. Perhaps this is all a clever trap. Charlotte wouldn't want to believe it, but it is possible. And Camille's like, oh, yeah, okay. Lead you into a trap and incur the wrath of the clave. Sounds like a killer time, man. Right? <laughs> She's like, Saturday I'm not night. that stupid. Yep. Like, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not trying to pull a double cross. I'm just trying to pull a straight right. cross. Yeah, and for what reason? Just to like, ha-ha, Nephilim, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> That's got to be on our merch. Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> You guys will do it so much better than me. I love it. (laughs) Jim is like, listen, let's cut the crap. It goes like this. Regardless of what Charlotte has said, either you tell us or you will not be getting any help from us. Mm -hmm. And Camille, like an exhausted mother, is like, fine. I will tell you if you stop making that noise from your face and give me five minutes of peace. (laughs) Preach. Says every mother who's ever had a toddler. (laughs) She says that Will, she tells Will that his guess was correct. She had a lover, a shape changer, a person slash wolf, if you will. It is forbidden for the night children to love or to lie with the moon's children. They were careful, but De Quincey found out anyway, and he murdered him. Much the same way he will be murdering a hapless mundane prisoner at his next party. I said I don't accent and then look what just happened. It came out. I'm sorry. (laughs) My bad. She says, I loved him. De Quincey killed him and others of my kind aided him and I will not forgive them. I will kill them all. Okay, really quick. So I just want to jump back to that. So obviously um, a person slash wolf could be a shape changer. So Tessa really could be anything. No, I think I think she meant like shape changer, like he changed into a wolf. Oh, I don't I don't think like he could change into anybody. Okay, like she just used an old timey. Okay, 
Yeah, I think it's just another term. Old timey. That's that's a thing. Old timey. Yep. Yep. Aren't they kind (laughs) of in the old timey? (laughs) I know old timey is actually in the future for this because in my head it's like 1920s music. Yeah, I agree. Yep, same. Like, uh, we're about like 50 years off. Every time they explain their outfits, I'm like, oh, yeah. But then all I can imagine is um, Maggie Smith on Downton Abbey. Because I feel like she's wearing that old fashioned still. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, maybe not that old, but sidebar. Sorry, I'm going to continue. She's awesome. Because <laughs> the next thing that happens, guys, is there's this convenient passage from the Codex about the accords being signed. And about them having 10 representatives representatives of each faction present. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. don't be too surprised here, guys. Hold on to your butts. <laughs> we cut scene to, you guessed it, Tessa waking up. Fucking we haven't hell. seen. This awesome. is, I can't, I can't do another city of waking up. City of beds, right? <laughs> Was that what you said? Yes, yeah, city of beds. Yeah. Um, so there's a knock at the door. And it's Charlotte, who's dressed in full clothes. I was going to say street clothes, but she's not. She's not in her night gown. She's, like, dressed, <laughs> which means she hasn't gone to bed yet, I think was the point. Um, and she has a serious look on her face and lines of tiredness below her dark eyes. And I've never felt so seen in a book before. <laughs> For real. For real. <laughs> and Tessa tells her, um, like, I, was, I wasn't sleeping. I was reading. Liar. And Charlotte walked over and sat down on her bed and handed her back her angel necklace, um, telling her that she'd left you'd left this with Henry. I just feel like that's okay. a dad thing to do. Like I, I was just resting my yeah. eyes. Exactly. <laughs> okay. I envision because like, okay, I'm thinking like there's these there these big like four poster beds in mm-hmm. in the rooms of and Charlotte's little. So, like, did she have to, like, jump up to, like, get onto Tessa's bed? That's funny. <laughs> like a little kid. Uh, I don't think she's, like, Tinkerbell size. I love it. <laughs> In my head, she is. <laughs> she's, like, part fae. She's, like, just little. Right. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tessa puts the necklace back on and asks Charlotte if, like, Henry had found anything out about it. And Charlotte's like, I'm not sure, but he said that it was clogged inside from years of rust and that it's a wonder it was even working. He cleaned it out for you, um, although it didn't really seem like it did anything. And Charlotte tells her that there's something she hasn't discussed with her yet. And then explains to her that when she told her that Mortmain introduced Nate to the Pandemonium Club, it wasn't true. Um, Nate had already known about the Shadow World, and it would seem that he learned the information from their father. And Tessa was shocked to silence. So Charlotte asked her how old she was, like, how old were you guys when your parents died? And Tessa said that she was three and Nate was six. And Charlotte's like, hmm, that seems a little young to be confiding in (laughs) Nate, but I guess it's possible. (laughs) Like, for a weirdo. Anything's possible. Mundanes are weird. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. (laughs) And uh, Tessa tells her that she doesn't understand. She's like, Dad, just don't. No, sorry. That culprit thing got stuck in my head. Dad just don't care. And I don't know why at that moment. Sorry. Barry Goldberg out. (laughs) Okay. That literally had nothing to do with it, but it was stuck in my head. And I I had to say it. Okay. Anyway, Tessa tells her that she doesn't understand. Um, They had the most boring, mundane human upbringing you could possibly think of. Her aunt was very practical and like she would have known something was up. Um, Her aunt was a younger of with her and her mother. She came with them from London to America. And Charlotte tells her that sometimes people keep secrets and she's got to admit that it makes sense. And Tess is like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. A lot of nonsense. (laughs) She's suddenly Dale Gripple. (laughs) Charlotte tells her to think about I'm laughing at my own joke more than both of yours want you to know that I'm so funny (laughs) quoting something that was already said I'm sorry what'd you say I said I didn't get the reference it's from King of the Hill I know it from Lars Larson it's from King of the Hill Dale he's like debunking conspiracy theory and he's like that makes a lot of sense a lot of nonsense We like King of the Hill because Hank Hill's like my dad. So we watch it and laugh. Yeah. Anyway, 
Totally. Charlotte tells her to think about the connections between her abilities and the possibility that it somehow came from her father's dealings at the Pandemonium Club. And that could be how DeQuincy knew about her. And Tessa tells her that, like, she could be right, but she had the strongest feeling uh, when she came to London that she was dreaming a horrible nightmare and her life before was the real one. And if she could somehow find Nate, everything would be the way that it was before. This whole theory of Nate being involved in the shadow world rips that theory to shreds. Then what seems like out of nowhere, Charlotte's like, hey, you know, Sophie, well, like, have you ever wondered what happened to her face? Cause what the fuck? It's so strange. And Tessa's like, yeah. It's a weird segue. <laughs> yeah. And Tessa's like, yes, bitch, but I didn't want to be rude and ask. And Charlotte's like, good thinking. <laughs> Glad you didn't do that. But like, let me spill. So um, I was trying to figure out how to paraphrase this and I can't. So y'all in for some reading treats. Yep. Delicious. She says, and I quote, obviously, when I first saw Sophie, she was crouched in a doorway, filthy with a bloody rag clutched to her cheek. She saw me as I went by, even though I was glamoured at the time. That's what drew me my attention to her. She has a touch of the sight, as do Thomas and Agatha. I offered her money, but she wouldn't take it. I wheeled her into accompanying me into a shop sorry my um thing is too far away so i'm gonna pick it up accompanying me to a tea shop and she told me what had happened to her she'd been a parlor maid in a fine house in st john's wood parlor maids of course are chosen for their looks and sophie was beautiful which turned out to be both a great advantage and a great disadvantage for her as you might imagine the son of the house took an interest in seducing her she turned him away repeatedly. In a rage, he took a knife and cut open her face, saying that if he couldn't have her, he'd make sure no one wanted her again. How awful, Tessa whispered. She went to her mistress, the boy's mother, but he claims that she'd tried to seduce him, and he'd taken up the knife to fight her off and protect his virtue. Of course, they threw her out on the street. By the time I found her, her cheek was badly infected. Dude. Terrible. So she takes her to I the remember, Silent Brothers. I remember the first time I read this, I cried. Oh yeah. I was so I was so upset and just like frustrated and like angry on behalf of Sophie. Yeah. Yeah. But what I want to know is, have any of the Shadow Hunters gone and paid a visit? <gasps> yeah. Right. Right. Like on the DL, because I feel like that's something they would do De- at least will if he liked yeah. her better yeah. i i think will would do it anyways because i, I think too. i think will likes to annoy people and to piss people off and he does that like like kind of like me like if i'm not making fun of you it means i don't like right. you right yep. <laughs> <Totes> my <goat. laughs> like, yep. right same yep. these <laughs> If I haven't called you a name today, not worth it. Mm. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I think, and I I think Will is always spoiling for a fight. So I think using anything as an excuse to like beat somebody up would be his style. That's fair. Yep. Agreed. (sighs) That's great. So, poor Sophie. We're about to get deep, guys. You ready? Let's hear it. I'm ready. My ear holes are open. Charlotte looked at Tessa and told her that Sophie had a gift. The sight is the gift. (laughs) She gets to see the world how it truly is. In her past, she wondered if she was going crazy, and now she knows that she isn't. She's special. Before, she was only a parlor maid who would have lost her position once her beauty faded. Now she's a valued member of this household, a gifted girl with much to contribute. And Tessa's past life may seem safe in comparison to her new one, But she was poor before. If she hadn't come to London, where would she have gone? What would she have done? Tessa has a power of immeasurable value. She will never have to ask anyone for anything or depend on anyone. She is free and freedom is a gift. Tessa's like, yeah, but it's hard to look at it that way when you've been imprisoned because of it. And Charlotte tells her that Sophie confided in her that she was glad that she was scarred because she knows that whoever loves her now would love her true self and not just a pretty face. She then tells Tessa that what she is now and what she knows is her true self. She has to love herself and then she can know that whoever loves her in return will love who she is. It makes me so sad that someone thinks that just a scar could make you not beautiful. Right? Uh That's insane. Yeah. 
Well, when you got bitches like and- Jessamine. Yeah. Right. Well, and how much worth, like, just beauty was back uh-huh. then. Like, parlor maids were, like, they had to be beautiful. Crazy. You know? And then, like, <clears throat> I think Charlotte explains they got paid less the older they got, right? I don't oh, know. I think she okay. just said. Oh, is that? Okay, it might be later. It does. Enough. It's sorry. A fact about parlor maids. It's a spoiler. Yeah. 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 Though I think my favorite thing about it's not okay. That's the wrong way to say it. But Sophie is a character. You can tell it doesn't bug her. Uh huh. No. Like she, I, I think you're right that it's it's true. She truly does is happy that she got it. Mm-hmm. Um, not happy, of course, uh-huh. but like. She knows that someone's going to love her and she truly believes that. Uh-huh. She she sees the the worth in it in yeah. terms of like uh-huh. cuz it, you know, the opposite way is unwanted affections from somebody which she's already know. had icky. Yeah. 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 So Tessa picks up the Codex, which is just totally her like I'm going to hold a book to make me feel better, which is totally Tessa <laughs> thing to do. <laughs> And so she tells, like, ask Charlotte, like, basically, like, just to clarify here, just verify for me, lay it on me one last time. The life, this life is real and the other one was a dream. And Charlotte's like, you are correct. And then pats her on the shoulder and Tessa is kind of like startled at the contact um, because it's been so long that someone touched her in a motherly way, which is freaking sad. Mm-hmm. And then Charlotte Mike drops the room and um, tells her, like, you're correct. And now it's time to wake up. Some deep shit. Yep. Damn. Chills, dude. But it's funny. <clears throat> now that you just said that. It's like, OK, so she was with the Dark Sisters for s- six weeks, like six yeah. weeks. Right. Mm-hmm. Her journey from. New York to London was probably about six weeks uh-huh. too. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then her aunt Harriet had died a, at least a couple weeks before that, right? Because she had to have her funeral and sell all their shit. And then she's now been at the institute for a few days or mm-hmm. whatever, a week yeah. maybe. That whole time, given how like proper the society was at the time that whole time like she's probably hasn't even like touched anyone uh-huh uh-huh. except for them throwing her like into a room or whatever yeah right but like like yeah she hasn't like hugged anyone or held somebody's hand or had like human genuine human contact that wasn't violence Mm -hmm. right well and then if her if aunt Harriet was sick i'm sure she was taking Mm -hmm. care of her or not you know Mm -hmm. the other way around also anyway yeah. Thanks for bringing Bye. down the room. Way to end on a bummer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I like it when Amanda calls people or things a bummer. <laughs> I mean, that's what they are. Okay, I'll end this really quick on a on a funnier note. So today, Lincoln and I ran to the grocery store real quick. And um, he usually lately does not want to sit in the cart. And today I somehow got him to sit in the cart the whole time, but he insisted on hugging me the entire time. And (laughs) so I'm having to walk around the grocery store, like halfway bent over hugging him. And I didn't realize I was blocking someone's um, view of like, we were blocking something. And so I'm like, Lincoln, I got to back up. Like we got to push and get out of this person's way. And he's like, it's the guy's like, it's okay. Everybody needs a hug sometimes. (laughs) People understood that he's just two and he just needed hugs. It was just the cutest thing. (laughs) I love it. That's so sweet. (laughs) He actually sat down. It was great. I was so not wanting to run to the store. (laughs) That's amazing. Anyway. William sits behind me on my. It was not a bummer. It was not a bummer. William sits behind me on my office chair. Like, literally, be mm-hmm. like, we're riding on a motorcycle. <laughs> Except he's sitting on my, like, my lower back fat. And just pressed against the chair. And so today, when we were on our Skype call, I, like, leaned over to show Amanda's, like, if you can read this, the bitch fell off. <laughs> yep, that happened. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> it, Ma, I sit down with you. Oh I sit God. behind you. And I was like... Yeah, I'll just wear you like a backpack. I was like, okay, but you have to hug me. Oh. 
Anyway. Oh, see, we can leave everyone with those yep. stories. Right? <laughs> Make sure that you've read chapter nine, the enclave. Enclave? Enclave. Enclave? Eh, I, I don't, don't I think you could say it either way. Yeah. It depends on if you're American or not, I suppose. The clave. Yeah, it depends <laughs> on if you feel a little French. What is it? Yeah. <laughs> Here? Uh, the conclave. 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 I said clave. Jinx. <laughs> I was wrong. 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 Okay. Make sure that you've trapped read chapter <laughs> nine, the enclave for next week's episode. For behind the scenes content and the latest updates, check us out on Instagram at Downworlder Dish Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.